Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Joff Lacey. We're treading the boards. And spending time with some merry men in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Joff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We've joined a rehearsal of the Winton Players production of Robin Hood. But it's not all panto, fun and games in Sherwood Forest, or even in St Peter's Hall, as director Sarah Whittaker explains. Surrounded by this lively local acting group, we also meet musical director Becky Griffin, members of the cast and crew, and even the Sheriff of Nottingham himself. Oh no, he isn't. Oh yes, he is. Well, it had to happen at some point. John Walker from the Petersfield Post has your Petersphere news, and Susie tries to avoid the puddles in this week's Wild Walk from Langley. We end the people with local musician Joe Johnson and his song, Brighton. The P stands for Petersfield. I can't believe that we live in such an idyllic place. The Peapod. Hi, Geoff. Hello, Claire. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. How's your week been? It's been okay. I've been getting sort of Christmassy. Are you? It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Now, did you, you were, last week you were going to be putting up your tree. Did that happen? It did happen. It did. It looks lovely. And there are a few other decorations going up sort of daily around the house as I kind of get them out the boxes. Yeah. And it's a real tree, is it? It is a real tree. Has anything dropped? No. No, no, it hasn't. So a week in and we're doing all right. We've been watering lots, Yep. keeping it healthy. And we've got a different variety this year than we got last year. And I think that was a, that was a good move because right. last year's did just drop from almost the word go. <laughs> now, when we discussed Christmas trees a couple of weeks ago at Wilds Farm, you did say something about putting a can of Coke or something in the um, when you feed it. Is that right? Yeah. Did you do that? No. I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to risk it. I haven't done it yet. I think maybe if it's looking a little bit sad, I might, I might yep. try it out. But at the moment, touch wood, it's okay. It's okay. Your deck's all up. All oh, 12 boxes yes. Are we're, up. we're well into the swing of things. <laughs> I tell you, we've got lights. We have the candles. Advent calendar. You know, it's all, it's all there. Do you have your chocolate every morning, Geoff? I don't actually have chocolate. Because I would then class it as my breakfast. And as we know, my breakfasts are shocking anyway. <laughs> Nina's shaking her head there. Nina's on production again uh, for a DV, and uh, she's shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of chocolate and Christmassy food, I have bought a really interesting rolling pin this year. Which right. <laughs> I know. It's very exciting what? at our house. What, to hit people with? No, no, no. It's got, it's got a pattern on it. Right. And you can then make different biscuits and stuff with it, with the pattern on, and it's a Christmas. Oh, so it's a, it's a knobbly rolling pin. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> a novelty rolling yeah, pin. Yeah, a knobbly nob- novelty rolling yeah, pin. Yeah. Yes. It's good. Second batch of biscuits is, has already happened, and uh, there'll be more to come. Uh, I'll have yeah. to drop some over. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we went to uh, the turkey farm, and I was given some, came with some bacon. And I've got to say, I had it this week. Oh, I'm really the pleased you bacon, have. and it was bacon as I remember, where it was nice and thick, the rind was proper. Oh, you know, it took me back to the 70s, growing up, <laughs> where we used to have bacon, where you couldn't, never could get long enough, because the rind was always chewy, so you cut it up and put it out for the birds. Oh, it, the bacon in the supermarkets pale into insignificance. Compared to this, there was oh. no water, there was nothing. It was, it was just oh, top notch. Well done. Oh, that was a really nice gift from Ashford Farm, actually. And we did see Alex at the fair last week, did, didn't we? Yes. Now, talking about the fair last week, great show. Loved, loved our walk up and down the high street. Um, but as we said at the time, it was bitterly cold, wasn't it? It was. Now, I know you do suffer from the cold. How long did it take for you to warm up? Oh, yeah, it took a little, a little, it was just toes. It was mainly toes and fingers and, and nose, actually. You can sing I a song. Actually, I, wore, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wore five layers, I think, on my top. So actually, that was it. That, I, found, I found what to keep myself right. warm on the top, but I didn't wear enough socks. It was, it was really cold. You were there all day. I was though. there for the duration. I got there about half past eight and I got home at quarter past four. You know, 
That's taking one for the team. Brave, brave man. But we've got the gazebo down, the new gazebo. Very bright. Yeah, I think it was easier taking it down than putting it up, which I didn't get there for. Now, Claire, I'm going to sing a song to you, OK? OK, thanks for the warning. Thanks for the warning, yes. I'm warming up for rehearsals later. Um, there's a rat in my garden, what am I going to do? There's a rat in my garden, what am I going to do? I'm going to get that rat. Claire, <laughs> stop laughing at my singing. You're auditioning for UB40. UB40, yes. That's one for the teenagers. Uh, we've got a rat in our garden. Just one. We think it's just one. Mm, it's probably not. So I've been off work a couple of days this week, and I saw it yesterday, which was Thursday. And I pounced. I was too slow. Oh, no, oh, I thought you were say you got it then. No. Oh, I had Actually, didn't know what I was going to do with the. I didn't know what I was going to do with the spade that I was holding my hand. <laughs> going to lose it like a ja javelin <laughs> and spear it, but no, <laughs> not quick enough. Oh, so the war is on. The war is on. Oh, now, no. do you suffer from? Because uh, you're out in the sticks. Do you suffer with rats? We have in the past. Again, touch wood. We haven't recently. Um, I think it's possibly helped by the fact that we don't have rabbits anymore. Mm. Oh. Um, but they were probably... Are you going to get any more rabbits or guinea pigs or any... Any rats? No, get, no. Any are you going to get any more... Do <laughs> <laughs> you want a pet rat? No. Now, that, that tells a story. When I first started work, I rented a room in a flat and my landlady had a pet rat. I couldn't think of anything worse. No. And she went on one holiday, I had to look after it. What a thought. Ugh. Why would you have a pet rat? No, I don't like rats. We no. have a hamster, though. We have a little hamster in replacing, replacing the rabbits. Everyone thinks I'm, I look like a hamster because <laughs> I've got my chubby cheeks. <laughs> when I smile, which isn't often. Looks like, looks like I've got ch hamster cheeks. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say to that. <laughs> you're not. You're meant Possibly. to say, "Oh no, you don't." <laughs> yeah. But you've, you, I've had to prompt you, and you've missed that opportunity. And missed that opportunity. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about your rat in the garden, but you know, good you, excuse to sing a, a good a song. Good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, we're here. We're here talking to the Winton players. We are. And you've been a member of the Winton Players for a number of years. I have been. You have been cast in this panto. I have. Are we allowed to say which character you've been cast oh, as? Because I, I know we were teasing, weren't we? We were teasing. I don't think, yeah, I think because I think, we're not going to be putting this on until January 2023, people will probably forget what part I'm playing. I am actually playing uh, the Dame Nurse Nelly. So I've got, a, I've got one solo. Uh, you may get to hear that tonight. Who knows? Ooh. Which would be fun for no treats, one. Treats, treats for all round. <laughs> it's nearly Christmas. So, did you used to go to, to watch pantomimes? Yeah, we did. We did. My sister and I, when we were kids, absolutely. And a very good friend of mine has been in the Winchester Panto um, previous years. Yeah. Yeah, they're good fun. And actually, of course, how could we forget the last panto you were in, Joff? Cinderella. Yes. We came to watch you in That's that. That's it. Cool. So, I'm just going to finish this week, Claire. Um, I haven't, told any, haven't said, mentioned this on air before, but my mum passed away a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we had the funeral Thursday the 9th. And I just want to thank everyone who came, who sent good wishes, cards. It's meant a lot to the family. St Peter's Church was heaving. I think you did mention, Claire, that you saw a lot of people on the way. It was, it was, a, lo it was a lovely day, uh, but I just want to thank everyone for their kind words over the last two and three weeks. The P stands for Petersfield. I think it's an amazing place to live. The Peapod. Well, as you know, we love to hear from you. So if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please get in touch. We're on 01730 555 500 or you can email team at shineradio.uk. And we are moving with the times. <laughs> you can now also send us a text via WhatsApp... Okay, and you can get a hold of us via WhatsApp on 01730555500. Go on, send us some messages. I'm actually in control of the team WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> so you could get a response from me. Coming up, we meet Winton Players Panto Director Sarah Whitaker. But first, here's John Walker with the latest news from Petersfield and the surrounding villages. Hello, John. How are you? 
Very well, mate. I've got a pint of Guinness. We're sitting outside the townhouse. It's fantastic. Yes, yes, we're sat here. It's dry at the moment. But whilst we're sat here, we can see, sadly, another shop in the high street closing down. Constad Jewellers is closing. Yes, Constad's. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'd just like to point out that other porters are available apart from Guinness. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a shame that they're going after... Well, I don't know how many years, but they've been in the town as long as I can remember. Uh, apparently, the lady who owns them, it's a family-owned company, and there are other branches, has decided that it's not worth the uh, game anymore. And um, talking to someone who uh, knows them, they were saying if only they'd been as busy now... Oh, sorry, if only they'd been as busy before as they were now, everything would have been fine. But obviously, the reason they're busy now is, A... It's Christmas, and B, they're selling everything at half price. Uh, it's just a shame, and it, if it stays empty, it'll join another, you know, the other half a dozen or eight or nine shops that are empty in the town centre. Well, as we as we sit here, uh, if we look at that side of, of of the high street, you've got where Hart used to be, estate agents, where the TSB CNG used to be. Now you've got Constad as well. That three big shops in the town on one side of the road closed down. And you've got the two in the square that have been empty for some considerable time. The former Heidi's and the former um, phone shop. And uh, Heidi's Patisserie has got other branches and the one in Emsworth is still open. So obviously it's not a company trading thing, it's, it's a Petersfield problem. Obviously things cost too much to uh, rent and pay the business rates on here. And is it a sign of things to come? I've now, at least two other shops where the owners have said they're considering closing down. Um, so, yes, yeah, some of it is the after-effects of the coronavirus pandemic. But I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that people just aren't going to these shops. And you can't blame parking, because there's plenty of it. Now, you can't blame the products, because some of them are quite good, or a lot of them are quite good. I just think it's the price of everything, to be honest. And... What also doesn't help uh, is the rise in COVID numbers. So more people are having to self-isolate. So they're turning, or having to turn, to online shopping. Yeah, and I think it's... Online shopping, whichever way we look at it, is going to be here to stay. Pandemic or not, I think the pandemic has just accelerated its popularity. Um, but, you know, I do wonder with some of these shops, when you look at what they're actually selling, it's just... You know, you just look at it and think, there can't be a market that's big enough to sustain a shop on the high street. And I'm sorry, but there we go. Well, as the rain starts to beat down on us, John, what else has caught your eye in the pizza here this week? Well, we've got the uh, giant Christmas market, which had to relocate to the uh, festival... uh, Sorry, relocate from the festival hall to TPS School Hall. And it sounds very much like as though it won't be relocating back to the festival hall because the school hall was cheaper, flatter and just a better deal all round. And, it, you know, in the light of what they're trying to do with the festival, we all, you have to wonder, uh, Petersfield Youth Theatre are shifting their operations up to, to Beedales and I suspect once they've used the theatre up there, they'll probably stay there. You know, it's, we know now that the final price of the great renovations at the festival hall is going to be about £13.5 and we come back to the old, old argument. Is it going to be £13 million spent to make it more accessible and easier to use for local people, or is it going to become a semi-professional venue that has no input or use from the local community other than going along as an audience? But then you'd know more about that, Joff, being a thespian lovey. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. So, John, we were talking earlier, and um, it sounds like... Potentially, we are not as green as we think within the town. There does, it, I have to say this is probably a wider issue than just East Hampshire District Council, but there is... East Hampshire District Council has said that converted from standard electricity to what they consider to be 100% green electricity in Penn's Place. And I have got no doubt that they genuinely believe that what they're getting is... 100% green power. However, the company they get it from 
only 31% of its power is actually green. And I don't see how, and the, the argument is, when the, the power goes into the grid, at the other end, as a user, how do you know that every time you switch your light on, you're getting part of that 31%? So I think it's, it's, it's a technicality in so much as East Hampshire District Council, in all honesty, are paying for green power, but whether what they actually get is 100% green or whether they get a bit of green and some of the stuff they pay for goes somewhere else. and you know, I mean, it's going to be in the grid. How can you divert 100% green power out of the grid to one place? I just don't, don't understand it, and I don't think many people do. I've been talking to them about it, and there seems to be, not confusion, but it's very inexplicable, although they do insist, and I have no reason to doubt them, that they pay for 100% green power, and that's what they're expecting to get through their sockets. But uh, at the moment, it's a big empty building, and uh, they're looking to rent it out. And there's uh, rumours that the NHS went there to rent it when the Festival Hall was going to close to them, or when the lease on the Festival Hall expired for the uh, vaccination programme. It's due to expire in December. And um, the NHS asked EHDC, uh, so I'm led to believe whether they could move their operation down to Penn's place, only to be told no. So. We shall see. Anything Christmassy to finish on, John? Well, I've been putting up the Christmas lights. <laughs> Any help? <laughs> and there's some very festive potholes in the roads. Um, no, I mean I think it's it's going to be a I think it's going to be a funny old Christmas again because once again we don't actually know what's going to happen. There's um, you know more talk of perhaps more restrictions coming in. Um, I'm quite intrigued to say that there's been a an advert put out on the world wide web for a christmas eve rave at uh, number 10 downing street and apparently at the moment 1 million people are attending so i think that's going to be worth <laughs> having a look at oh i think i'm too old for a rave john what about yourself well i have signed up as interested so <laughs> so i mean and i have got me a uh, old age train pass now so i mean it's it, you know, it's not going to cost me much to get there. Brilliant, John. Uh, you have a cracking week, mate, and I'll uh, see you very soon. Well, you might not if we get any more restrictions. I don't know. Who knows? We may have to go back to doing this over the phone. Oh, what a, sh- what a shame. Well, oh, Joff, I, I think as long as we say two metres... Can't you get a longer bit of thing on your, on your microphone stand two metres apart? I'll lean back. Christ. That's something people don't want to see. It's a good job it's radio. Cheers, John. Bye. The Peaceful Post is out every Wednesday and costs 90 pence. It's worth every penny, or so John Walker tells me. So please get one with your weekly shop or subscribe to the digital version. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. The Winsome Players is a friendly amateur dramatic society based in Petersfield, founded in 1947. Usually performing two plays and one pantomime every year, the group's normal schedule has taken a battering as a result of the pandemic and some of their shows have been put on hold. That hasn't stopped rehearsals, though. Plans were afoot to be back at the Festival Hall this coming January with the highly anticipated Robin Hood Panto, but due to circumstances beyond their control, the Panto has been postponed again. Director Sarah Whittaker, head bodger and narrator of the Panto, John Whittaker, joins us now. Hello to you both. How are you? Very well, thank you, Geoff. We're bearing up in the circumstances. (laughs) Very gallantly. (laughs) Sarah, Robin Hood, postponed for the second time. Yes. How are you feeling? Um, Obviously, it's very, very disappointing, but um, under the circumstances, nobody can argue that pantomime is more important than jabs. So we just have to say, okay, fair enough. We postpone and we put it on next, well, January 2023. So when was Robin Hood first muted as a panto? When we were doing Cinderella in 2020, um, Robin Hood script was found. Um, I was approached to be director and work started then. So we had production team, we had a set designed... Um, 
all ready to start then uh, auditioning uh, in the summer. But as things turned out, um, it became very clear before auditions that we weren't going to be performing it in this last January. So it was put on hold um, and uh, took the script out and dusted it off at the beginning of this year, being a bit more optimistic. Um, we had auditions in July and started rehearsals at the beginning of October. So it's been quite a long... <laughs> so the script you got beginning of 2020, to go out in 2021, mm-hmm. postponed to 2022. Yeah. Did you have to amend the script at all to, to keep it topical? Because a panda does like top, topical jokes within it. Yeah. Um, there's not much which we've had to alter... There's a few bits we might put in for next year. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I was ad-libbing one of the lines about being double-jabbed. Uh, we you, may, you we may, may, may need to have three or four before yeah. we get round to January 2023. You ad-lib all your lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Harsh, but true. Is this the first panto that you... Have been asked to direct. Yes, for the it is. Um, it's the first pantomime I've directed. I've done directed things with the the, young, the youth group, our group. Um, so it's been a very steep learning curve for me. The first fortnight of rehearsals were terrifying, <laughs> but and I thought, oh, actually, this is really good fun, and I've just loved every minute. And and actually, yes, it will have to be put aside. But you think, that's okay. We'll start again in the autumn and, yeah. I suppose having gone through auditions and and you now have your cast and you've done some rehearsals as well, it has a life, doesn't it? You know, it's it's alive and it will just have to sort of simmer away, but it is there to then be brought back next year. Absolutely. And it's in a position where everyone's... I mean, people have been putting their books down, they've learnt their lines... Some have. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is looking at me, yes. (laughs) Um, The the set is nearly finished. Uh, The costumes are all sorted. All the songs have been learnt. All the choreography has been learnt. So it's in a really good place. And it's in a really good position to be able to just say, right, we just put it aside. And then when we get it out again, all the fine-tuning can be done and we'll have time to then really pull it together and polish it off. So who designed the set for Robin Hood? Uh, The set designer was Jane Blower and uh, because of the Covid things, we did a very open set, very simple open set, so that there are no specific entrances and exits, um, so it's a very free and open, open set. Um, and we'll keep that as it is whenever yep. it's, it's done. Now, John, the team of set builders for Winton Plays, they go by, by a name. What, what's the name? Well, well, we call ourselves the Bodgers because we're, we're very modest <laughs> and um, we like to pretend, and it is only a pretense, that, that all the jobs we do are bodged jobs. <laughs> but that is, that is absolutely not true. The sets we build are absolutely amazing um, and the painting of them is a work of art but sadly what we've done for for this pantomime is not going to be seen for another 14 months because um, it will all be put away we're, we're going to finish it, it it's almost finished um, but uh, we want to put it away as a complete set and then next year we'll get it out again and we'll wonder how the hell does it all go together? Because <laughs> no one will be able to remember. How many of you are there in the team then that puts uh, this On a good day, we can have a dozen. Um, uh, and it varies between maybe seven or eight, or sometimes we have 13 or 14 people turn up. And we've got some very skilled carpenters and a lot of skilled artists who do the painting. And then we've got some who just come along because it's a bit of a social event on a Monday morning and they like to sit around the table, have a cup of coffee and a chocolate biscuit. Um, but the work always does get done, usually at the very last minute it's completed. Um, <laughs> but you do like a good bonfire though, don't you? Oh yes, yes. Uh, we, we have a wonderful workshop 
area up at Cheat, uh, where we build all our sets. Um, but we don't have a lot of storage space. So after each production, a certain amount of it has to be uh, unfortunately destroyed because we just don't have the, have the storage space for it. Um, so yeah, now and again we do, we do get rid of excess wooden stuff with a rather nice bonfire in the backyard. Seems a shame to get <laughs> Actually, after all that hard work, have you got have you got enough storage to store the sets that you're making? Yes, for yes, yes. We'll make absolutely sure that we have. Um, we've actually got. We've also got our set for the play that we were going to do in twenty April, a- April this year. Yes, which we would have done in April this year. Yeah. That was all completed and ready to go on stage for April. 2020 yeah and that was put off a year and that's been put off for a second time so we've got that set waiting to go on stage and we'll also have the pantomime set waiting to go on stage now john you're also in the panto what part are you playing i play a character called lincoln green who is the narrator he keeps the story swimming along nicely <laughs> he's the most important character in the whole pantomime i've heard you say that a couple of times <laughs> Because he creates the spence and he also he brings together all the aspects of the plot uh, and and that's quite difficult because the plot is fairly thin um, and he also he really he's he's the head scene changer it's my job just to, to make sure all, all the scenery gets changed at the right time now sarah a panto is a great way for winton players to show the town what they can do yes and it's the main recruitment for junior winters, Winton's. It is. Uh, so how's that been with the panto being postponed twice? Would you say it could potentially have a knock-on effect? Very much so. Yeah, we noticed it very much last year. Um, the pantomime, our new intake of juniors comes in every year after the pantomime. So we will have lost two years' worth of new youngsters coming in. So we're actually going to have a bit of a recruitment drive um, on the first Friday of January um, and have a a club night. We have club nights every month and we're going to have one here at St Peter's Hall as we booked it anyway for a rehearsal. And we're going to take that opportunity to have a a club night and a recruitment. So if anyone's interested, you just direct them to the website? Yeah, have a look at Winton Player's website and the details will be on there. You seem like a, a really close-knit, very supportive group. I mean, I know, obviously, Joff, you're part of the group as well, but this is my first time meeting you all, and you all seem very supportive, and it's been a very tough year and a half, nearly two years, I suppose, isn't it, with the, the pandemic, but you've kept going and kept the group alive, and there's, there's a real strength in that, I think. There is, and it's, I mean, it's, many people refer to it as a family, and it is Winston Player's family, and what's lovely about it is that the ages don't seem to have... It's not important because everyone work, has to work together. If you're on stage, it doesn't matter what your age is. You have to help each other out and you have to support each other. And I think that comes through with the group generally. And with all the lockdowns, there was a lot going on. We had play readings, we did Zoom stuff. and So there was a lot of contact still then. But it has been wonderful to get back to rehearsing again. And I think that even when we knew we were going to have to postpone it... People were going, oh, don't just stop rehearsals, let's keep going. Um, So we've carried on for another fortnight just to sort of keep momentum going. Um, And then we're going to have a big Christmas party. Are we allowed to mention that word? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sarah, John, thank you for joining us. Thank you to Winter Players for hosting the the Peapod this week. Thank you very much. Thank you. The P stands for Petersfield. I like going to the open-air swimming pool and shopping. (laughs) The Peapod. Susie picks her way around the floods at Langley, ponders the coming Christmas and shares the experience of interviewing Giles Brandreth on her upcoming talking book show. Rain and I are walking at the back of Langley. So I'm looking at the path that we normally take and it's completely flooded, so I'll put a photograph of that up and I'm trying to just winkle my way through and see how that goes. 
but it is really beautiful. It's um, quite late in the afternoon and the sun is just picking up all the dead bracken and actually making it rather beautiful. But um, I'm always glad to see the back of it because it gives me a rash when I'm in shorts and it just marches through the countryside. So I quite like trampling it. What can you see? There's a horse I could smell in the distance. Um, it's not a smell I particularly care for, but I do know people that love horses absolutely adore it. And then suddenly it came into view, so I'm just keeping a weather eye open. It's not coming this way, is it? Just let me know. Good girl. But I hope you've had a good week. I think, on the whole, we're all slightly anxious about will we or won't we have Christmas. I'm married to Mr Scrooge, so he would be delighted if the whole of Christmas were cancelled and we could just move basically to March. Um, So that's fine. It's not like I've got a young family that would be upset. Um, Oh, is that a woodpecker? What do you think? Oh, and there was just a plop in the pool that I was looking at rather interestingly. I have no news except to say that our canine partner foster dog is doing tremendously well and we're really proud of that. Uh, Not, I mean, I don't mean proud that we had anything to do with that. I'm proud of her. I think that that's really splendid. Uh, So that helps and we're looking forward to next spring when we get our next foster dog and I'm sure it will just be um, as loved, certainly. Uh, So Rain and I will continue on this. Uh, I'm continuing with the edit. Talking books in December is Charles Brandreth. Uh, And that's, honestly, I really commend that to you. I don't normally plug it on a wild walk, but honestly, he's such good value, as you probably know. And an excellent raconteur. But there's so much there that was very unexpected. So we steered clear. I know, I'm coming in a minute. We steer clear of jumpers and teddy bears and anything obvious. And it really is exciting to, via Zoom, have shaken the hand of a man who shook the hand of the man who was the boy who held Winnie the Pooh's paw. So that's wonderful. We've come back round to where the houses are actually in Langley. And I'm standing by a really tall holly tree that was last week full of berries and now they've all gone so I hope the birds have enjoyed them but uh, I think the berries have been wonderful this year but I'm gazing out and I just wanted to share with you the setting sun which is lighting up the distant downs and a frost is already forming or it looks like it I suppose it might it won't be due because it's late in the day but it really looks as if frost is just touching these foothills that are near at hand and rabbits are scampering to their burrows the sky is still absolutely cloudless but quite amusingly a male runner was coming towards us and I sort of got rain under control as I do um, and got her sitting and waiting and he just did an absolute perler fell flat on his face he was still a good way away from us and in male fashion I was still I was holding her collar in fact because you know I didn't want her as she is her won't to go and play because you know anything on the floor is game on but anyway as he sort of righted himself and dust off his knees he just passed us saying never mind that and (laughs) ran on and well you know answers on a postcard what on earth did that mean I don't know listener but anyway I'm I'm going home now winter evenings love them smell of steaks in passageways smoky ends of worn out days fire on and good book glass of wine and I hope you really enjoy all your evenings till we next speak thanks Susie Coming up, we meet the merry band of men and women from the Winton Players and our What's On Guide. But first, a panto wouldn't be half as fun without the music and the songs, as musical director Becky Griffin explains. Hello, Becky, how are you? I'm all right, thank you, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. First question. Yes. Why? Why come along and be Winton Players' musical director? Good question. Um, So for me, community and community singing is everything and super important. And I heard on the grapevine that you needed somebody and 
that here I am, really. That's it. Because <laughs> you, you travel from Bishop's Waltham. I do. Twice a week. I do. And it's been pretty shocking weather in the last couple of months. Well played, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. You know, it's always been a very long day at work and then I turn up here and I feel like I can just relax because I feel like you're all good and I can just enjoy my, my rehearsal and enjoy my job. And it's, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been worth the journey. So are you saying all your singers are good? Am I saying all my singers all are All your good? singers, they're, they're good here, are they? M- most, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> Except you, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> so, are you a singer by profession then, yourself? Um, I wouldn't call myself that. I know people say, "Oh, you're a singing teacher. You're a singing teacher." But I think it's more for me the coaching side and the directing side that I work in more than the performance myself side. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, I wouldn't say I was a singer. I'd say I coach and I guide people in their own singing journeys. And how long, yeah, how long have you been with the Winton Players then? This is my first show. Oh, it is. Yeah, so I knew pretty much no one when I came and now I know everyone very well, that's for sure. Um, yeah, they're a great group and it was nice to sort of start fresh not knowing anybody because I had zero expectations and I could just sort of work them really hard from day one because I didn't know anyone, so... I had nothing to go off, which was good. Yeah, one thing that we've got in this panto, which I've, I think this is my seventh, sixth or seventh panto, um, is harmonies. Yeah. And that is down to Becky. How easy is it to get harmonies into a song? Um, depends on the group. You guys have been amazing. It's just about having the confidence and just repeti- repetition, repetition, repetition with harmonies. Um, and if they're taught well and everyone's in it and just goes for it and practices and just wants to try, which you guys do, you want to do it, you want to be there, you want to give it a go and you're up for the challenge. Yeah, they're okay. They're challenging and you have to sort of block out everyone else so make sure you're not listening to any other parts. But yeah, for a first go with harmonies, this group have been fantastic. I'm very proud. So how many numbers do you have in this panto? Oh, yeah, too many. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think it's about 12. Is it? No, it's more than that. Is it? I think it's about 30. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're all short snippets, aren't they? they are. not, not Pantos have passed, we've played the whole song. And you think, crikey, when's this going to yeah. stop? But they're literally 30, 30 seconds, minute and a half yeah, snippets. It's pretty much like a verse and a chorus, or a verse and two choruses of a lot of songs, rather than like five full numbers. Um, which is nice, and some rewritten lyrics, and um, yeah, yeah, good songs. And you mentioned at the beginning about community groups and community singing. That's obviously very important to you. It is. I think there is honestly nothing better than just standing up and singing with other people, and like people from all different backgrounds, all different ages, and just getting up and that like buzz you get from singing in a group. That is why I do it, and yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Do you think you'll do more then, more pantos and more community groups like this? I do, lots of community groups already. This is my first one here, but I've done how many pantos before this? Five, I think. Um, yeah, that's why I do my job, for the community side of it. I love it. And who chose the songs for this panto? Was it, is it your influence, or was it Sarah, or did you work together? It was Sarah. And it's the first time I've come into a show where I've gone, yeah, I agree with every single one of your choices. Even mine? Even yours, <laughs> even yours. Um, in Pantos in the past, I've sort of worked side by side with the director, but Sarah was so clear in her vision of what she wanted and what songs she wanted, and she had such valid reasons for all the songs and where they fitted. I couldn't disagree with any of the choices, so it was to her and down to her, and then I just made it happen. <laughs> and what would you say to someone who is a bit nervous about singing, either in a group or if they've got a solo what would you say to sort of encourage them to, to give it a go? Just sing all the time. <laughs> At yeah. home, in the car, just get used to singing along with the songs that you're learning. For example, if you're coming into a panto and you've been given a song you don't know it, just sing, 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 get used to that. Potentially work with a coach or a teacher, someone that you get on with really well that can guide you like gently through it and just don't be afraid of having a go because places like this, it's a safe space for you to just make those mistakes, get confident, know your voice properly. But my main advice is just like sing 
every day. <laughs> All day, every day. Claire, are you tempted? No. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> now, Claire used to act in America. How exciting. I didn't sing, though. I bet it's in you, though. I bet it is. <laughs> Maybe in another life. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> No, it's really interesting because, you know, there are a lot of people who would like to sing but maybe are a bit scared about mm. it. And so, but there is such a great feeling about singing in a group. You're absolutely right. And so to have that sort of courage to go out and do it, but take those baby steps before you do yeah. and just practice at home or in the car or whatever, it's, it's important. Yeah, it is scary, but once you get out there and you do it for the first, like, one, two, three times, then you're like, oh, why have I not done this for the whole time? Right, Joff? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm always happy to sing. It's the dancing which lets oh. me down. And fortunately, uh, the dances have been kept to a minimum. That's a lot. That's but I, I do have to do one box step. I think that's what it's called, box step. Yes. And a great, one grapevine. Even that's tough. Is it the dancing and singing combined? Very much so, Becky, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, trying to remember my, my words. And, and then someone's asking me to walk along. I'm like, it just can't be done. I boy find boy that, bands are not for you then, John. No. <laughs> I find that you can rehearse a song and everyone's like round the piano, having a great time, singing really loud and then they start dancing and they're like, sorry, what, what's the words? <laughs> Who am I? What foot is this? What song? And I think you put the two together and it's suddenly like, whoa, it's challenging. And how many other choirs are you involved with currently? Um, so I run three choirs in Southampton on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Obviously come here Tuesday, Friday. Um, so yeah, I've got three groups and I work in schools as well. So vocal coaching, um, GCSE students and primary school age as well. So big age range, lots of different abilities. And that's what makes it exciting for me every day. It's different. Yeah. That's great. Well, thanks very much, Becky. It's really interesting talking to you. Thank you. Cheers. Nice to meet you. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? Doorstep carols are back. This coming Wednesday, the 15th at 6pm, tune in to shineradio.uk and join presenter James Birdseye as he brings you a selection of Christmas carols. Pick up a copy of the Petersfield Post for the lyrics, stand on your doorstep and sing to your heart's content with your neighbours. Santa has announced his locations for his sleigh visit to Petersfield, starting on Saturday the 18th of December at 4pm on Barrington Way and ending on Rival Moor Road at 7.20pm. And again on Sunday the 19th, starting at 4pm on Noria Road, ending at Cranford Road at 6.40pm. Make sure you don't miss this year's Santa sleigh. From the middle of this week until mid-January, there will be a collection point at Berriton Church Foyer for used postage stamps. Please cut off franked stamps leaving a one-centimetre border and pop them in the box for collection on behalf of the RNIB. If you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. You can choose from a wide variety of programmes which are available to listen to on demand or tune in to the brighter mix of music, local news and weather. Our Shine Radio wine enthusiasts, Phil and Mags, take you on a magical journey through the 12 drinks of Christmas, counting down from the 13th of December to Christmas Eve. To listen to the 12 drinks of Christmas and other programmes, tune in to shineradio.uk, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you're running an event, get it in the guide. Just email pod at thepeapod.uk. The Winton Players are a jolly group. I should know, I've been a member for seven years. Now, we're joined by Penny Young. Now, Penny, you've been a member of Winton Players for years, is that right? Yes, well over 50 years. Wow. You weren't around for the 1947, were you? I'm afraid I wasn't here in 1947. Not quite. <laughs> so, Penny, your role in the panto is head... I'm head costumes. Yes, yes. yes. How's that gone? Very well indeed. We have a team of six and we've all been sewing away, got everything ready, handed out most of the costumes to the chorus and most of the principals. Not the dame yet, mind you. That's to come. Well, the dame's hoping to lose weight before next year. Absolutely. The dame has just gone very red in the face. I have to tell you, listeners, very red in the face. Um, but yes, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And um, now all the costumes, sadly, we've had to put them into storage. Um, but they're all labelled up. 
and ready to go again. This time next year, we will be handing them out again. But of course, maybe we'll have a different cast. There may be some more new young people joining the cast. So we're ready for that if that happens. Now, Penny, not only are you head costumes for the Panto, you're also director of A Bunch of Amateurs, which was due to go on out April 2020, then April 2021. What's what's happening next? Well, we hope Omicron and all the other difficulties besides, um, we hope to do it in April next year. So rehearsals will restart in February, keep our fingers crossed. It's a very lively comedy by Nick Newman and Ian Hislop. Um, and it's a load of fun. We were having a wonderful time rehearsing it up until March 2020, and then everything had to cut off very suddenly. So we're dying to get it back on stage. Well, I can't wait to see it, Penny, so uh, good luck with it all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. We are now going to join rehearsals of Act One. Um, I'm going to hand over to Claire because I'll be doing my lines. Humphreys has joined us, um, Sheriff of Nottingham. Well, you two were in the last panto together as quite close, close siblings, if I remember right. Oh, no, we weren't. <laughs> oh, yes, we were. Oh, yes, I remember now. We try and forget it. Uh, it's cost me pounds in therapy. <laughs> so, explain, you were a couple of ugly sisters, which, let's face it, was not great casting. I think we, we had to do a lot of acting for that, didn't we, Phil? Oh, yes, but, you know, you always have to channel something inside yourself to capture a part fully. So, Phil, uh, who are you playing in Robin Hood? I am the evil Sheriff of Nottingham. Now, is this your first evil role? No, no. I've I've done a bit of evil in the past. Do you have to do an evil laugh? (laughs) No. (laughs) You swine. I'm just too nice. That's my problem. I have heard that said many a time, that Phil Humphreys is too nice. So, Claire, what do you think? I think it's great fun, and it's a real shame it's going to be postponed for a year, but it'll be back bigger and better with it. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. And that's it for this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our many guests from the Winton Players, including Sarah and John Whitaker and Becky Griffin, Susie Wilde and John Walker, and to the theatrical team at Shine Radio, who support the show and help to put it together. We end this week's Peapod with a song called Brighton from Portsmouth singer-songwriter Joe Johnson. So from Claire and I and the Winton Players, Bye! Pack my bags Back on the train Sun is out Warmth in my face Bright and bound All my home by the sea Play my songs To the people like me
Doorstep Carols on Petersfield Shine Radio. Sing along with the radio to all your Christmas favourites. Grab a copy of this week's Petersfield Post for all the sing-along words and then turn up Shine Radio next Wednesday night at 6. All you need is your best singing voice, the words from the Petersfield Post, Shine Radio turned up loud, oh, and a doorstep, that would help. Doorstep Carols. Sing along with the radio next Wednesday night at 6 on Petersfield Shine Radio. See you on the doorstep. <laughs> 